Good morning, good morning, good morning. Truly the Lord is good. He's great and greatly to be praised. And I'm just excited to be here elated this morning that God has given, given us an opportunity to gather together in his name. And you know that he said that when two or three are gathered in his name, that he's a God in the midst. You know, I was thinking about that uh, it was it's God's good pleasure to give us the keys to the kingdom, the Bible says. And and he does, he made choice of us according to his good pleasure. And so when we realize that God has chosen us and that he's done it according to his good pleasure, we need to choose us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to choose ourselves because God has chosen us. And if he's before you, who can be against you? And so choose you, choose you. And uh, that was just my revelation this morning. And I mean, you talking about excited um, that God of the universe has chosen me and then uh, give me the audacity to choose myself. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That might catch you a little bit later, but I'm telling you, it it is profound. And we just thank the Lord for uh, him and his uh, infinite wisdom and his, his, uh, I mean, just his choice, his, his love, his commitment. I mean, I can go on and on about the Lord of our salvation. He has really chosen to bless us and we are excited, elated, um, through enthused about what he has chosen to do for us. And so we're, this is just Antoine. We're, we're in day 27 is this. And, and uh, he's, he's been blessing us. He's been faithful, um, sharing some things with us. Uh, we're on man and his marriage. Uh, and we realize some things that uh, God wants us to have in our marriage. And, uh, you know, I got this book uh, that comes with the series. Um, this is volume five and a man in his marriage. And um, truly, uh, it, it does have some great things in inside here. And guys, I'm telling you, if you don't have this, you need to get it. And, you know, they got like fill in the blanks where you can follow along with the lesson and 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 go along. And then they got um, they got extra extra pages where they have information that you can read and and um, share. And we we encourage you to do it with your wife or significant other um, so that you both can grow and and allow God to have his way. So. Uh, that's what that is all about, and we are excited. We're going to jump in. We're in actually uh, volume five and session three, and so we're going to ask the Lord to do something special for us this morning and, and really minister to our heart and, and then make our hearts acceptable. Let, let, let us pray and ask them. Father, we just thank you for being so awesome and so great. We thank you that you have made choice of us and have given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And so we just thank you, O Lord, for just having your way in our lives and, and making choice of us and, and bringing us to this place where we realize that we have to grow. 
And if we grow, that we can become a better man and a better woman to serve you, dear God, and to and represent your kingdom, dear Father. And you said in your word, dear God, that you're looking to and fro throughout the whole earth, trying to find that man or that woman whose heart is perfect towards you, that you can be a God in their lives and so and, and show yourself strong in their life. And so I, I thank you, oh Lord, for um, putting a drive in our hearts to go after you and, and to go and grow to be the man and woman of God that you called us to be. So we just give you praise, glory, and honor. Just continue to have your way, dear God. Let this uh, broadcast go out, dear Father, into the highways and the byways and compel your men to come to you, dear God. It's in Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let me go ahead and um, cue this up this morning. Praise God. We realize that uh, he has blessed us. He has shown favor to us and we want to give him praise.
rejects passivity and makes it a priority to set aside time daily, weekly, and monthly with his wife. Time where he Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I didn't realize I didn't have sound. I thank God for Mark um, saying something on um, here. Let me let me fix this here. Uh, let's uh, praise God. I'll start it over. Give us some more time because we really want I really want us to get this information but um yeah thank god hallelujah praise the lord here we go here we go truly god is good the lord is good the lord is kind and he forgives us for our mistakes <laughs> hallelujah let's go Friendship and marriage. Do you think about that very often? Well, today we're going to talk about what we call marriage friendship and offer some encouraging and inspiring insights on that vital part of a husband and wife relationship. You'll see how healthy friendship is at the core of all great marriages. It's a big part of enjoying emotional intimacy with your wife. Guys, it's easy for us to think about our wives as our partner, our lover, the mother of our children, the manager of our home. But within every great marriage is a great friendship. There are a number of complementary roles that both of you will play in marriage. But being a great friend to each other can be one of the most enjoyable and rewarding. Yeah, friendship uh, in marriage is the most important element in my experience because there's no one else that I can rely upon as I can my wife. Very important. I would say friendship is very important in marriage. If the marriage isn't built on a friendship, then it's not going to survive. Uh, I'd say without the friendship, you, you don't really have a marriage. You have to become friends in order to become lovers or partners. If you got friends, then how will the marriage last? Like, it won't last at all. Yeah, well, I, I can say with confidence that my wife is my best friend uh, by far. We don't play basketball together. We don't play video games together. We don't like the same TV shows. And there's a lot of differences, but my wife is my best friend. Very important. That's, like, the, the most important, I think. Um, somebody that you're good friends with, that you get along with, that you communicate well with. Um, so that you have a romantic relationship with. That's all important. I always hear all the time that you should marry your best friend <laughs> because you know each other, you know the do's and don'ts. I married my best friend. Uh, it's not easy. Every day we work at it. I think friendship keeps, a, keeps it fresh where you're able to be childish and you're able to be yourself. You're able to not really have a mask. You're able to, to really be loved for who you are and to love the other person for who they are. You know each other and um, you have that relationship already that is strong. 
um, and foundation. So if anything was to happen, at least you guys can come back together and say, listen, you know, let's work this out. And it's not like I'm done. That's it. No, you guys are best friends. So it's like you guys already know to work things out. With the baby, with house, I mean, there's all types of things that that cause our our nerves to, to be on end. But we, we make it work and we're in it to win it. So we both commit. If you're committed to be that person's friend, you'll stick with them. So it's good to marry your friend. Because when all that, <laughs> I'm old enough to say, when all that leaves you, you have your friend with you. There's a joy in, in, in loving the other person, and there's a fulfillment that comes from serving the other person, and that's what friendship, just in the first year of marriage, has meant for us. Your wife or your partner does need to be your best friend. You're sharing your life together, and therefore you've got to like that person, and you have to be friends to make it work. At the end of the day, you're two broken people, and it's just very important that you have a friendship and you know one another on a very basic level. So it's very important. And I think about how in the word, I love how in Song of Solomon, uh, the woman says, he is, my, uh, he is my lover and my friend, old daughters of Jerusalem. So I just think about how important that is for a marriage as a foundation. Hey guys, welcome back. As a father, I often think about and pray for my daughters and their future mates. And I can really relate to the story about the young man who approached his girlfriend's dad to ask for her hand in marriage. The father asked the young man, why do you want to marry my daughter? The young man's response was simple. Well, because I love her. The father replied, you love her? That's not good enough. Do you like her? Guys, that is a wise father. That dad knew that loving a woman may be what it takes to start a marriage, but liking a woman, having a friendship, is even more important over multiple decades. Dr. John Gottman is one of the foremost marriage experts in the world. After studying over 600 married couples, he came to this conclusion. Happy marriages are based on deep friendships, a mutual respect for and enjoyment of each other's company, these couples tend to know each other intimately. They're well-versed in each other's likes, dislikes, personality quirks, hopes, and dreams. They have an abiding regard for each other and express this fondness not just in big ways, but in the little ways day in and day out. In Genesis 2.18, God says it's not good that man should be alone. In other words, Adam needed more than a garden full of animals. He also needed a companion, someone with whom he could share and enjoy life. He needed a friend. The Old Testament book, Song of Solomon, is entirely devoted to describing the love between a husband and a wife. In chapter 5, the wife describes her husband as both her beloved and her friend. Friendship is a huge part of a healthy marriage. Part of our role in marriage is to reject relational passivity, take the initiative, and cultivate a great friendship with our wife. We're going to share some ideas today that will help you strengthen that friendship. We're going to start by looking at some key characteristics of a thriving marriage friendship. And then later, we're going to explain how we can anticipate and understand the different ways we relate with our wives on a regular basis. So, what are the characteristics of friendship that you can cultivate in your marriage? Some of these may apply more to some of you than others, but we are going to give you five characteristics that are at the core of a healthy marriage friendship. 
Here's the first one. Time together. This sounds so simple, but it's the major building block of any friendship and the gateway to most meaningful relationships. The fact that you're married probably means that you and your wife have already logged a lot of hours together. But wise is the husband who rejects passivity and makes it a priority to set aside time daily, weekly, and monthly with his wife. Time where he and his wife can catch up, visit, share, focus on one another, just be together. And that's not something that's just going to happen amidst the chaos of life. It's going to require some level of intentionality. And that'll be dictated in large part by your circumstances and stage of life. Regardless, the idea is that you are intentionally looking for opportunities to create some time together, just the two of you. The good news is that doesn't have to be complicated. It can simply be doing things like scheduling a weekly date night or date lunch, going to a ball game or concert together, reading and talking about a book together, taking up a hobby together. The key is together. Time for just the two of you. Another idea is to create unique shared experiences. This is more than just time together. These are moments or adventures that are one of a kind and special. For example, create quarterly or yearly extravaganzas or getaways that you and your wife experience together. Take a romantic trip, go to a conference together, maybe train for and run a 5K together. They don't necessarily have to be long or overly expensive, but these kind of shared experiences with your wife can provide a lifetime of positive energy and memories. Here's our second characteristic of great marriage friendships, mutual curiosity. Are you curious about your wife? Inquisitive? Really interested in her uniqueness, her beauty, her wants, needs, and her desires? Her story? Do you continue to grow in your knowledge and enjoyment of each other? Do you like and look forward to being together? Guys, just like with time together, your curiosity and enjoyment of your wife aren't things that you can just put on autopilot. It's usually very easy at the beginning of a marriage when the spark and newness and infatuation are still strong, but left to its own, it will atrophy. Veteran husbands will tell you that curiosity and interest are flames that you have to continually fan. Become a lifelong student of your wife. Learn her tendencies, her unique needs, her aspirations, and be aware that those will probably change over time. Don't believe the lie that you already know everything about her. The truth is that your wife, like you, will change over the course of your marriage but you get the privilege of having a front row seat to what's happening in her life, what she's learning, how she's feeling, influence she's having, and hopefully how both of you are growing in Christ together. Give your wife the gift of having a husband who is endlessly fascinated and intrigued by her and who never ceases to know her better in every way, physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. Here's another thing to remember. As we learned in volume two of 33, everyone has a story. You have a story, your wife has a story. Part of your growing knowledge and curiosity of each other will include looking back, she with you and you with her. As we move forward in life, we often find ourselves looking back into our lives to help us understand who we are, who and what has shaped us, and why we tend to do the things we do. Looking back is fertile ground for a growing friendship in marriage. 
This includes being curious and learning about the fun parts of each other's pasts. Have the courage and sensitivity to touch and process the wounds of each other's past. Great friends never stop learning about each other. Our third characteristic of marriage friendship is mutual trust. Ultimately, trust is the glue of any relationship. That is especially true in marriage. If you don't have trust, you have no foundation on which to build any other part of a marriage. Of course, trust is built on faithfulness to each other. Just like the vow you took on your wedding day, you're committed to your wife for life till death do us part. In marriage, an authentic man is a one woman for life kind of man. He's not flirty guy. He's not porn guy. He's not adultery guy. An authentic man has no fear of his wife seeing his internet search history, reading his text messages, his emails, or his Facebook messages. There's nothing there that would surprise his wife or anger her. He loves and pursues one woman for life, and in doing so, he is found trustworthy by his wife. Trust also includes confidentiality about things shared within the marriage. As a husband, your wife ought to be able to trust you to not share things about her or your marriage without her permission. You should be a safe person for her where she can process her life, feelings, and relationships, and know that it's not going to get repeated. Finally, Trust includes having each other's best in mind as issues arise and decisions are made day in and day out. There should be a trust when it comes to financial decisions that there's nothing hidden and there are no risks taken that both of you have not agreed to. There are no secrets or surprises in a marriage built on trust. Happy things, sad things, risky things, bad things are all talked about and worked through together. That's part of marriage friendship at its best. Our fourth characteristic of friendship should come as no surprise. As you know by now, it comes from God's heart to ours and is one of the major pillars of authentic manhood. It's grace. All healthy friendships have an element of grace, a willingness to endure the other's weaknesses, quirkiness, and mistakes. In marriage, grace acknowledges the reality that you're a broken man married to a broken woman. You'll both make plenty of mistakes. A grace-saturated husband is a patient man who is hard to offend and who creates space in his home and marriage for mistakes. He's willing to forgive and to ask for forgiveness. A grace-based marriage allows for growth, maturity, and change. A grace-giving husband doesn't try to fix his wife but loves her as she grows and matures. Guys, the strength to give grace comes from the reminder that we have been forgiven by God far more than we will ever forgive. As we walk with God and enjoy His grace toward us, it makes giving grace to our wife the natural thing to do. The Bible teaches us that he who has been forgiven much should forgive much. We want grace when we make mistakes, right? So as authentic men, we extend the same grace to our wives. Now, the truth is, some of us are sitting here going, there's almost no friendship in my marriage. It's grown cold, numb, or contentious. Grace says, let's start over, maybe even multiple times. Let's start building this friendship again on the foundation of grace. The final characteristic of marriage friendship is one of the most important. We call it oneness. It's a harmony or unity between you and your wife across all areas of life, even though you are two distinct individuals. 
In many ways, this is the ultimate end zone of marital friendship. The original Genesis 2.24 vision for marriage included the idea of two becoming one flesh, two individuals coming to each other at such depths that the two become and merge into one. This is a oneness that is spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and relationally moving from two individual agendas to one common agenda. A pursuit of oneness fuels great friendship in a marriage by setting aside individual goals and dreams and choosing to move toward togetherness, moving from me to we in your thinking, not just me, not just you, but a third place, a better place. Oneness is the two of you walking in lockstep into the joys, pains, opportunities, and challenges of life together. You embrace a unity and a togetherness as you manage your home raise your kids, serve your church, and build your future. Of course, there is plenty of room in the friendship of marriage for individuality. Some hobbies, interests, dreams, and aspirations will be unique to you or your wife. But a commitment to oneness ensures that directionally, you and your wife are in sync and consider each other more than yourself as you make decisions. Time together, mutual curiosity, trust, grace, and oneness. Building these into your marriage won't necessarily be easy, but blessed is the man who cultivates a friendship with his wife. You really don't have a marriage if you don't have a friendship. Marriage is not about cohabiting in the same domain and having sex once in a while. You could argue that what Adam was missing was that friendship. There was, there was nothing in creation that was like him that he could have that bond of companionship with. Marriage is a, is a covenant of companionship. Now, I think, again, guys, many of us just don't care about friendship. And so when my wife greets me at the door and says to me, I want to talk about my day, I went out to lunch with seven of my girlfriends and I've got to tell you in detail what each one of them had to say. We just want to say, put bamboo under my fingernails. I'm not interested. In fact, you can't say that to your wife because you'll get in trouble, but you don't have a Twitter interest. You don't care. And so she starts talking and here's what you hear. You don't hear anything. You're doing fantasy football in your head. And you've learned the kind of responses you can have without listening that advance the conversation. So you'll say what happened next or how that make you feel. You haven't heard anything because you're committed to having a marriage, whatever that means, but you're not actually committed to the giving of your heart, the giving of your faculties to the building of a relationship with this person where you actually care about their lives. You care about their good. You care about where they're burdened. You care about where they feel overwhelmed. You care about where they feel tempted or unprepared. You care about this person. And so the life of that person, the details of the life of that person are important to you. You care about building trust because you know you can't have a relationship without trust. You care about confession and forgiveness because if you don't deal with your wrongs, you're never gonna have a friendship. You care about growing as a human being. 
because you want to be a better man for this woman, not for you, but because you care about the relationship. You, you care about uh, learning to live with one another, given your personality and given your roles. It's one big investment in relationship. That, which, that's what marriage is. You married into a God-ordained covenant of relationship. And unless you commit yourself to that, your marriage will never be what God intended for it to be. See, I think that your commitment to relationship, deep, intimate relationship with your wife is really rooted in worship. If you worship God as creator, then you're going to care about who God made this woman to be, her unique personality, her unique set of gifts, all the choices she didn't make that God made for her. You're going to want to study her and get to know who is this creature that God made. You're going to want to worship God as sovereign. That's her story. All those influences that she brought into marriage that form her instincts and her taste and her ways of doing things. Uh, if I worship God as sovereign, how could I not care about the unique story of this woman and how that has formed who she is? And then third, I'm going to care about her struggle with sin. That's worshiping God as Savior. Where does she, is she tempted? What is her level of spiritual maturity? How can I be part of what God wants to do in her life? If I worship God as creator, sovereign, and savior, I will be a student of this person that I'm married to. I am blessed to have my wife as my very best friend ever. I'm enormously thankful for that. Now that hasn't been easy. I was raised in the white bread boredom of Toledo, Ohio. Luella was raised in the exotic environs of Placetas, Cuba. God brought us together. Uh, I say all the time as the first time I saw Luella, for me, it was love at first sight. For Luella, it was first sight. And we've had to work at developing that friendship. Let me just tell you one thing we did. We decided early in our marriage that if our marriage was going to sustain children and a busy life, we had to prioritize this relationship, this friendship. And so we determined we'd be out of the house one morning, uh, afternoon or evening, once a week, every week. We would make that work. And that was a time where we, we were just investing in one another, talking with one another, getting to know one another, doing things together. That has been an enormous help, just one decision that God used to build that friendship. Now. Let's transition a bit to introduce you to three different ways to think about your friendship with your wife. Three different ways we all relate to our wives. Understanding and even just being aware of how and when you engage your wife differently is perspective changing and can really strengthen your marriage friendship. Here they are, back to back, shoulder to shoulder, and face to face. Let's look at the first one, back to back. This is time when you and your wife are not together. You're in different places, doing different things with different people. Marriage wasn't intended to be just two people spending all day, every day, preoccupied with one another. It wasn't intended to be a perpetual date. And the reality is that for most marriages, you're not together for a large portion of the day. You're apart. You're in different places, doing different things. 
working, running errands, taking the kids somewhere, exercising, helping out a friend. But the idea is that even though the two of you aren't physically together, in a sense you are, back to back, living out and fighting for the same cause. You're both out there seeking the best for your family. And that's one of the many hidden blessings of marriage, knowing that even as you go your separate ways, you have a partner out there who's supporting you, thinking of you, and praying for you, even when you're not physically together. Strategic husbands don't look at time apart as less than. They see it as an important part of their marriage friendship. Strategic husbands also do little things while they're away from their wives to continually build their friendship, to let them know they're thinking of them often. It can be the simplest things like an encouraging text, giving them a call, or running a quick errand and picking up something your wife needs. That's back to back. The next way we relate is what we call shoulder to shoulder. Over the course of your marriage, you and your wife will spend a lot of time tackling tasks together, doing things like raising your kids, going to events together, cleaning up after dinner, shopping, or doing work around your home, relating to each other's parents, creating family traditions, and on and on and on. So much of marriage will involve you getting little things done alongside your wife. There's just stuff that has to get done, and sometimes you'll find yourself literally side-by-side side or shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with your wife working together. Strategic husbands tend to view these moments as huge opportunities to bless their wives. They look for, not avoid, opportunities to do things with their wife. Some shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder activity can even include the two of you being together, but not necessarily having a lot of face-to-face -face communication like being in the same room while you both watch a ball game or read a book or being home together while you do separate activities. It's a good part of every marriage friendship, being able to do things with each other without necessarily having to do a lot of talking. Some couples need this more than others, particularly if one of you is an introvert, like 50% of the population, and you need more downtime. Authentic men are strategically aware of the need for some shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder time in their marriage, for time when the focus is on doing something or getting something done together. Back-to-back -back and shoulder-to-shoulder, -shoulder, both key components in a healthy marriage. The third way we relate to our wives is face-to-face. -face. When you are directly engaged with her, you're focused on listening to her and sharing with her. For some men, this can be the most challenging part of the friendship. Maybe they are fine as long as they are working to support the family or they are shoulder to shoulder with their wife, but aren't as confident or comfortable when it comes to engaging face to face. They find it difficult to engage their wives at a heart level. One of the biggest complaints of wives is that their husbands can't or simply won't communicate with them that their husbands don't engage with them emotionally or aren't interested in listening to them or sharing with them. Guys, creating face-to-face -face time with the lady you chose to marry is one of the greatest privileges we have as a servant leader. And it's one of the most meaningful and strategic things you can do to assure a healthy marriage friendship. Verbal connectedness and emotional responsiveness are usually big needs for our wives. Even for those of us who are more emotionally challenged, we can learn and develop the ability to engage in this way, to ask heart-centered questions and to share our feelings vulnerably and authentically. 
Your wife needs to be able to share her heart with you, but she also needs to hear your heart. When she says, what's going on with you? That's an opportunity for you to look within yourself and ask yourself, what am I feeling? And then to share that with your soulmate. If you're feeling discouraged, tell the truth about that feeling to your wife. If she asks why, try to think of why. It'll help you, but it'll really help her. Personally, this was one of my greatest challenges in my early years of marriage, learning to share my heart and my real feelings with my wife, Beth. Here's a little glimpse into the friendship journey I've been on with my wife. John is extremely introverted and I'm extremely extroverted. So we come together in this blessed union and we've been married 20 years, 20 and a half. That's hard to believe. And just realizing he doesn't a lot or didn't for many years, I believe, know how to tell his feelings because he processes everything in his mind. I think I just internalized that and it, it made me feel a little insecure. Yeah, I, I got uh, 15 years or so into adult life. I felt something just missing and went on a very intense retreat with a very wise mentor. It didn't take him long to pick up on what became super evident is that I was very comfortable, loved thinking about things, loved working, loved working, loved school, loved working. So I loved to think a lot and I loved to work hard, but I'd had a severely underdeveloped heart that I had not valued relationships. Um, and he really helped, helped me to understand how much God cares about my heart, how God mentions uh, my heart more than anything in scripture. And so uh, really kind of, kind of came out of that time convinced that I had, um, had undervalued relationships, had an underdeveloped heart uh, that I love to think and I love to work, uh, but I was not good at relating and I had not valued relationships and I was awful at relationships. And so that set me on a journey these last three or four years or four or five years to go, boy, I've got some catching up to do. I've got some apologizing and repenting to do, but I want my next 20 years to be different from my last 20 years. And right at the tip of that arrow is uh, I want to feel my feelings and tell the truth and I want to value relationships and express to God, to Beth, to my kids, to my friends, what's actually going on in my heart. Just the difference once he started sharing his feelings with me, it ignited a whole new spark in our marriage that brings value to my life and makes me feel great because I feel like when he shares with me, he also many times wants to know what I think and I get to help him in that way. Uh, when I come home, uh, she'll say, she used to say, what'd you do today? And I love to answer that question, but how was your day? Now that's a different question. <laughs> and that forces me to get out of my head and go to my heart and go, it's a hard day, or it was a great day, or it's a stressful day, or is it, I had a lot of fear today. And so uh, just little things that we tweaked um, have made an enormous difference in us connecting emotionally. The way I lived was I didn't need anybody. I didn't need God, didn't need friends, didn't need to be connected face-to-face -face with Beth. Uh, the truth is I desperately needed all of those things. And so um, to be able to engage that it presupposes a neediness, which uh, is wonderful and it's beautiful because we all need each other. And so in my friends, I have a group of guys I meet with every week and just, I tell them, I, I need you. Like, I need this. I miss this. If, I, if I'm not physically in Memphis, I'll call in. If I can't call in, I'll text them what's going on in my life. Uh, and just rec living in that neediness has been uh, incredible because that's where the gospel can work. That's where God connects with that's the uh, the one type of person throughout the Bible God comes running to uh, is those who need Him and ask for help and so uh, in my marriage and my friends 
with with my kids, with God. It's just been such a blessing to, uh, and I feel like, like I said, I've been given a new life. Guys, marriage friendship is a vital component for emotional intimacy and an overall healthier relationship with your wife. Time together, mutual curiosity, mutual trust, grace, and oneness. Those are the characteristics of a great friendship in marriage. Back to back, shoulder to shoulder, and face to face. Those are three meaningful ways to relate to your wife. Your spouse truly can be your best friend. Tears has written a great article on friendship in the training guide. Be sure to check it out. Next session, we will cover another important aspect of marriage that, believe me, will be of great interest to you. Sex and physical intimacy. Guys, too many men are just confused about God's purpose for sex. If the only pleasure that is driving you in sex is your pleasure, you're a dangerous person, whether you realize or not. Sex was God's idea. Sex is important in a relationship. See, it doesn't matter what you do, it matters about what she thinks. Many men have never really heard God's clear truth about sex. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I'm looking forward to next lesson, amen. Um, we definitely um, thank God for this lesson today on marriage and um, being that friend and and really, you know, going shoulder to shoulder and back to back with it, uh, with your spouse, um, truly is an awesome thing. Um, you know, this is where we need to be. We, we need to be in a place where we can learn and, and share with our, um, significant others, the things that's going on, that's burning in our heart to, to, um, go to that next level. I don't know about you, but I want to go to the next level. I want to be able to have, um, have a spouse in my life that um, that truly knows me and, and cares about me and 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 vice versa. I do the same to her. And so, um, you know, I've failed a few times, like I said before, but, you know, we can get up and start again. And, and so I, I thank God for that opportunity to get up and start again and and to uh, stay in the game. Amen. And, and, and to go what God has for you. And so I'm going to encourage you men out there to, you know, if you're in a marriage, um, you know, get this volume. You can just get this volume. You don't have to get the whole volume. Um, of course, you can um, listen to it with, with your spouse. Um, uh, if you want to go ahead and, and purchase the book, it's at um, authenticmanhood.com and, and get that and, and start. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing wrong with starting again, you know, starting fresh um, from where you are. And and women, if you are watching this as well, uh, you can you can get it as well and, and say, hey, baby, let's try this, you know, um, and because we need some help in, in our marriage and in our lives. So um, if we do that, we, we can find ourselves um, in a better place and find ourselves knowing 
um, what the other one is needing and, 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 and vowing to meet those needs and vowing to, um, you know, do those little special extra things to make things work and, and, and make your marriage thrive. And so that's what it's all about. Uh, this is just Antoine. I'm excited, elated, um, glad to be here and, and to share with you uh, the quest for authentic manhood 33, the series. We're going to keep on going. Um, I don't know exactly. Once we finish this series, um, we got one more volume. We'll do that one more volume after volume five. Um, there's volume six, and then we'll probably take a little bit, a little break from um, the quest for authentic manhood. We'll probably do uh, something uh, a little bit different. I don't know what that is yet. I'm, I'm praying about it. Uh, if you have some ideas and some thoughts that you want to do, maybe a book that you want to read, um, we can definitely um, dive into that. But uh, we definitely want to keep growing and we definitely want to keep committed to um, sharing this time together and, and growing as men. And so uh, it's not done. I'm going to keep on going as long as the Lord gives me breath. Um, I want to invite some of the men on and, and to share some of the things that um, experiences that you have with other men. We're going to um, gain, uh, grow small groups together and, 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 and collaborate with some of the, some men and, and share some of the things that we are experiencing and, and get some help, you know, and that's what it's really all about. Hey, this is just Antoine. I'll see you at the top. Bye for now.